can young readers deal with complex themes, issues and feelings? The judges for the 2021 New Zealand Book Awards for Children and Young Adults say emphatically yes and are pleased so many writers for these age groups appreciate this too. This year there are six main award categories, picture book, junior fiction, young adult fiction, non-fiction, illustration and te reo Māori and 28 finalists. We have a gallery with the picture and illustration finalists on our webpage rnz.co.nz slash standing room only. So what makes a great and challenging book for children or young adults? One of the judges this year is an expert in the field, Associate Professor Nicola Daly from the University of Waikato. I asked Nicola what got her interested in children's literature. It's a funny thing, Lynn. I've been interested in children's books from really being a teenager. I started collecting them. I just, particularly picture books. I loved the combination of text and image and the text in picture books is always very paired back and often quite poetic and I just think that combination of text and image has always grabbed me. I mean it was a bit of an unusual interest for a teenager but I loved them and I was the eldest of four so there were lots of picture books around even when I was a teenager. And then um, actually my my academic career really went into um, linguistics. I'm, I'm a sociolinguist, studied at Victoria Um, Then I ended up in a faculty of education and was able to bring in my interest in children's literature and combine it with my interest in language. So it's been an interesting pathway and I absolutely love it. I I teach two undergraduate and one postgraduate course in children's literature and um, I'm just finishing up marking for one of my for my 100 level paper at the moment and the students and I really enjoy ourselves. I was just thinking if you'd been taking this subject 30, 40 years ago, it would have been a very different environment. But these days when you're studying children's literature, is there a a good chunky proportion of work from Aotearoa, New Zealand? There is, yes. So my 100-level paper is an introduction to children's literature in general, but my 200-level paper, which is about to start in the next trimester, is an introduction to New Zealand children's literature. And yes, there's lots to talk about. Um, We have such a rich community of of bookmakers. It's just a thrill every year to see what's new, but also to delve back into the past and see, you know, some of the people who set us off in different directions with their work. I mean, obviously Margaret Mahi, of course, and, um, and many others. So yes, we have lots to talk about. And because we're situated in a, we're in the division of education, I think we call ourselves now. Um, you know, we really talk about social and cultural issues that come off the back of these stories and are reflected in the stories. And as I mentioned, I'm really interested in the way language is used. And obviously for books from Aotearoa, I'm interested in the books that use Māori only or English with Māori mixed into or woven into the text or books that have both English and Māori text. Those are my particular interests. So, um, of course, I share that with my students. Well, having that kind of historical perspective, Nicola, when you uh, sat down with the other judges and started looking at the finalists for the Book Awards for Children and Young Adults this year, has anything struck you? I mean, maybe it is about the social and cultural side of the writing, but what, what, what have you found yourself thinking about as you've been reading these books, themes or ideas? Or Our chair, Alan Dingley, commented that really none of the books underestimate children. They talk about big issues, historical ideas, the universe, uh, (laughs) um, and all sorts of different perspectives on life. So, yeah, I I think there is a a real diversity of of perspectives and ideas that 
um, our children will be lucky to to experience through these books and the parents and caregivers alongside them. You know, one of the things about children's literature is that there is a dual audience. Adults make a lot of the decisions about the books in terms of, for example, what's published, um, then what's chosen for bookshops, what's bought, what's borrowed at libraries. And so as well as the children enjoying the books, adults are along for the ride. And for me, that's a really interesting aspect of children's literature. Um, I'm currently working on a project with um, some colleagues looking at how uh, children's picture books in particular, because they synthesise ideas and pair them back so beautifully um, and combine them with such amazing art, how they can be used in tertiary education as well to, to explore all sorts of ideas. I uh, do keep an eye on the, the book awards and I've been a, a judge and I've been sent the illustrated, the children's illustrated, the picture books for this year. And mm-hmm. I think my jaw dropped, actually. I mean, they're all beautiful, but also so Aren't entirely they? different. I mean, particularly Pepsi illustrations uh, with um, mm. Kate Parker's book. And I mean, I know, I know Kate's work with Red Leap, um, but to have artwork that's from hand-cut paper and then in a plywood box and that from behind. And mm. these, are the, these are the illustrations used for the book and they have that kind of theatrical feel to them, to the, you know, say to the watercolour sun and moon. I mean, the variation, mm. is, it's amazing. The media are very varied and um, the styles are incredibly diverse and I think that's just a huge strength that we have all of these different styles at such high levels going on with our bookmakers. They really are fantastic. We had just, and you will remember this, Lynn, we had such joy looking through them all. When you are judging them, does it have to be equal weight, that paired back words that you were talking about, you know, those few words on a page, the, the, mm. the perfect balance with the illustration, or can you have a beautifully illustrated book where perhaps the words let it down or vice versa? It's hard being a judge, isn't it? It is hard being a judge. I think in the picture book category, we're looking for the complete package. And in the illustration category, we are focusing more on, on the illustration. But that kind of package still has to be there for the illustrations to work really well. And um, certainly that's the case in, in all of the finalists this year. Where, you know, they, they do well in both respects. But, of course, for the, for the illustration category, we focus in on the illustration particularly. And I think um, the mix of perspectives is also another thing that comes through. And it probably comes through in all of the books in different ways, that mix of perspectives. Um, going from, I'm thinking, or for example for um, Vasanti Unkas I'm the universe that goes you know right from the universe right down to a single child and um, uses the amazing bright colours and um, the Te Uru Whenua o Ngātaroirangi um, follows Ngātaroirangi through his journey through the North Island of New Zealand and sometimes you see close up what's happening for example when he's putting the fire on um, in Ketetahi on, on Tongariro and then other times you pull back and you get to see his whole journey. Um, so all of the illustrators do a good job of that, of moving, moving between perspectives. The natural world, and that's no surprise really, the natural world is very well represented in these it picture is. books, isn't it? It is Marlene Lorgerson's um, illustrations in Moon and Sun. It's about a relationship between the sun and the moon and a kind of a competition, well, a perceived competition between who's best, um, the sun or the moon, and the moon feels very much in the shadow of the sun, pardon the pun. (laughs) And um, that movement between perspectives, not only in the illustrations, but of course in the views that are, are being spoken by those two characters, 
really comes through well in the illustrations. Over the years, having spoken to a range of writers for children and sometimes you have the, the writers who can also illustrate their own work, like Gavin Bishop and David Elliott. Um, yes. You have writers who send the text to a publisher and the publisher, it's kind of like a blind date, uh, you know, will find an illustrator to work with them. Yes. And sometimes they're very long-held relationships between the writer uh, and the illustrator. And they're quite a different approach, aren't they, to they that They are work? very different. They are very different approaches. I guess if you're both the writer and the illustrator, which is the case in, a, in th- I think, three of the books in the in the finalist list, but you're right, sometimes it's a blind date, and I, my students find that absolutely amazing. They almost can't believe that that, that happens, that the, in some cases the author doesn't know the illustrator. But, of course, illustrators can bring so much to a text that, that the author may never have imagined, and that can be a very happy a happy thing. Again, back in the day, we were, we, I think we had our first entry of an electronic book. <laughs> it was an interactive kind of electronic book. And all there was much discussion around the table about how this, how this fits in. Uh, and I don't know that that's taken off as much as was perhaps expected. You know, there is still very much a place for a book in your hand, turning the mm. pages with a child mm. or children. Yes, you're right. And I'm not quite sure why it hasn't taken off so much because you might have argued that maybe a traditional book invites you to sit down close to a, you know, an older person who might share the book with you and there's that lovely relationship that builds up being shared, sharing the story together. But there's no reason why that couldn't be done with a, a tablet as well. I don't quite understand 100% why that why it hasn't taken off but I know that there is for me and I know that you know I'm older than than a lot of people who are reading these books but for me holding the book and turning the pages does have that uh, maybe it's a tactile thing I know one of the definitions I love of picture books talks about um the importance of turning the page and how how um picture book writers have to take that into account you know the moment that you turn the page I always think of um, Harry McCleary from Donaldson's Dairy and Lindley Dodd's excellent judgment on when to turn the page for um, Scarface Claw the toughest Tom in town you know <laughs> do you know that that I, of course I know it so well, <laughs> well that kind of leads me to the next question though because what I did notice looking at these and I know you're really concentrating on the illustrations but I'm not seeing that commitment to rhyming verse that there, that was such a mainstay of children's literature. I mean, you'd know more about that than, than me, but for illustrated books, you, you know, they were, I would have thought, almost traditionally rhyming, that that was, that was part of it. But these books are going yes. in their own way. They're not being limited by that, if I, if you, if I use that phrase. Yes, I think, um, I think you're right. I don't think any of these books have rhyme in for the illustration category, but there were rhyming books in amongst the books that we judged. And, you know, rhyming being associated with children's literature, I think, comes from the early oral storytelling because rhyming helps you to remember before things were written down and before the population could read as well, you know, as widely as we can now. Um, stories had to be told by memory and, and um, rhyming helps with that. So I think that's the origins of rhyme being associated with with stories. But you're right, that, that doesn't have to be the case now. And I guess there's um, so much space to experiment with layout and illustration techniques that maybe people are choosing to do their experimentation in those ways. But there were there were rhyming um, 
books in amongst the books that we we judge this rhyming is still there and i think the other thing that used to be a mainstay of picture books was i say the moral of the story you know what i mean there'd be, there'd be something yes. the, the, the tale i mean these are meaningful stories and as yes. we talked before you know they're crediting children with having emotional intelligence but they're not so obviously having that that the moral there no that's right again when we talk about the history of children's literature we talk about didacticism and that being a very much at the forefront of early children's stories where adults were very um, clearly using stories to push home a certain moral or idea. And I think that that's less the case now. I think the artistry of the words and the illustration is more to the fore. But having said that, there, you know, children's literature does always reflect the, the kind of current morals and social values for the time that they are published and the place that they're published in. You know, you can tell a lot about about society and culture through children's literature, and that's that's what I spend my time analysing in my own research through the lens of language because the way languages are used in books and the way they're laid out can tell you a lot about language attitudes within a country. Is there still a lot of laugh-out-loud humour running through the books. I mean, the, the ones I'm looking at here are perhaps a bit more on the contemplative, I wouldn't say serious side, but, you know, they, I was thinking about Margaret Mahi, who you mentioned before, and, and Lindley Dodd. I mean, they just laugh out loud. Yes, they are. They are. There were laugh out loud books as well. There were. That just happens that in this selection, you're right, they're probably, they're not serious because that makes them not sound inviting. They're absolutely amazing, but they're, they are more contemplative. That's a good word, Lynn. <laughs> But yes, there were. There still are funny books that come through, and and lovely imaginative stories with rhyme and and accompanying illustrations. Yeah, so you can't really go past a book with farting in it, really, when you're ready to children. <laughs> <can you? laughs> it's sure to be a winner. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I was wondering actually whether we might have seen some books, although maybe it's still early days, reflecting maybe not too directly, but reflecting on the year that we've, that we've had, you know, post-COVID-19 yes. and those issues of, of isolation and, and fear, and, you know what I mean, and disruption. Maybe they'll come mm. through, maybe it's, it's too soon, but would you expect to see perhaps some books come through helping children, as, as happened with the earthquakes in Christchurch, helping children to make sense of what's happened? Yes, I, I, I wonder if it is a bit soon, and I wonder if they will come through. I, I have seen some books, um, not in this um, round of, of entries, but I think there are some books that are coming through. And, um, yes, I wouldn't be surprised if there's just a little lag before they come through because there's quite a bit, as you know, you know, there's quite a bit of a process that goes through b before a book is finally published. So it would be interesting to see next year, wouldn't it, if, if they come through. And do you think they'll be important? Um, I mean, do you think they, that they have a role well, to play? Absolutely, they do. I think children's stories really can help children process ideas um, and think about things in an abstract kind of a way um, that can be very helpful. And they open up conversations as well between adults and, and children who are sharing the books, if that's the case. Of course, I keep talking about adults and children, and of course, these awards do also include young adult books where a young adult will be reading on their own and the junior fiction they'll be reading on their own. But they, for the younger 
picture books, if you like, they open up opportunities for conversations between adults and children and for the for the older readers, independent readers, they offer opportunities for reflection and working through ideas that and experiences that they may not have thought about before or may um, not have thought about in that particular way before. They, they really do offer a, an opportunity for um, thinking through issues and problems and um, exploring jo- joyous moments as well, not, not all um, challenging times. But, yeah, they, they really are. I mean, sometimes people talk about bibliotherapy, and I guess that's there as potentially at all times when you read a book. You don't know where a book's going to take you in thinking about yourself or in thinking about other people's lives. Associate Professor Nicola Daly, one of the New Zealand Book Awards for Children and Young Adults judges for this year, always a hard task. The winners will be announced on the 11th of August.